I'm Jenny, professional artist and the owner of Blue Palette Art Studio in beautiful Sycamore, Illinois. I love helping other artists discover their full creative potential, and I'm here to help you too. This is Brushstrokes. I am wondering if any of this sounds familiar to you. You would love to be making more art in your life. It's something you really enjoy, but you just really don't have the time. You're too busy. Or how about you don't like the idea of wasting supplies? You took the time to shop and spend the money on these wonderful art supplies. And why ruin it and ruin them if you don't really have that great of an idea? Or how about this? You would love to be making more artwork, but you're just not you're not that good at it. There's people better than you. Do those sound familiar? Do you find yourself nodding your head? Well, today in episode one, we are going to be talking about the ways that creative anxiety shows up in our life and how it slows you down. Whether you are a professional artist or a hobbyist who would like to start making money at your art or someone who is just beginning, we are all victims of creative anxiety. But just because you struggle with creative anxiety, that does not mean that it has to stop you. In fact, I'm going to share with you three ways that you can conquer creative anxiety in your own life, in your own artwork. With my experience of being a lifelong artist and a teacher, I come across this so often, and it is actually very common. Even very successful artists have creative anxiety. The difference is they just have some practices they do and techniques that get them over that hurdle and over that hump. And I am going to share those with you. So we are going to talk about what is creative anxiety, how does it sneak into your life, and what you can do to stop it. So what is creative anxiety, my friends? The stuff we are talking about is all those feelings that make you feel like you are not talented enough, or you're too busy, or you don't want to waste your precious art supplies on something that no one will even like, let alone you. It is that big fear that keeps you from doing all the wonderfully creative things that you want to do and you should do. It's something you should be doing. Sometimes it just slows you down and you can't get your art to that next level. And sometimes it is so big, such a big monster in your life that you don't ever even start. Maybe you thought it was only you who felt that way. Maybe you didn't realize that what you have been feeling has a name and it's common. I've been an artist my entire life. My dad was an art teacher growing up, and my mom is a hobby creative herself. And they really pushed me from a really young age to be able to freely create, to have this ability to not worry so much about what the end product was going to be, what other people were going to say. They would kind of, they did a really good job at kind of handing us a piece of paper and a pencil or maybe some wood and nails and just saying, have at it 
create what you want. And although I think some of it was definitely deliberate decisions on their part, I'm sure some of it was growing up, you know, trying to keep us busy so they could do some of the things that they wanted to do. But whatever the reason, it was very successful in making creative anxiety something that although I experience, it doesn't stop me. I'm able now to make a career as an artist. And I own a teaching studio in Sycamore. And I'm able to also take that knowledge and share it with my students and get them moving through their process a lot quicker. So that that anxiety doesn't stop them. So even with all of that said, um, I did find that I defined myself as an artist growing up, for sure. It's what I did in all of my free time. I took it for granted that that was something that I did. And I went to college and got a degree in art and art education. And all of that just kind of was propelling me forward in a way that I expected in my life. And then I got married and had three beautiful daughters. And in the way that life goes, being a mom, sometimes you start to, as is natural and as you probably should do, start to put others' needs ahead of your own, which I definitely did. And I did that so heavily that I started to feel like life had swallowed me up a little bit that I started to lose that feeling of who I was and connection with that part of me that was an artist. And I knew that was happening, but it really took a friend of mine in 2011 who asked me, so what kind of artwork have you been working on? And I had not seen them since high school. And they just assumed, knowing me, that that was something that was still a big part of my life, that creating art was something I did all the time when really it was something I hardly ever did at all anymore. And that realization really struck me so hard that how sad it was that art was so important to me. That was a way I defined myself. And here I was doing nothing, not doing any of it. And I used those same excuses. I don't have any time. I need to take care of the kids. I need to get stuff done around the house. I need to try to find a job that's making money and maybe I didn't feel that art was going to be making me enough money. All those things that start, that are just excuses that are hiding your creative anxiety. That's really what it was. I was afraid that I would get back into it and I wouldn't be that good at it like I used to be. But it hit me so hard that I started to create a plan and a timeline to get over my creative anxiety, to not let it disable me, to let it a plan that would propel me into doing art again and doing art professionally. And I know that this plan could help you too. Fast forward to today, 2021, and I now make a living and a career out of selling my art which is something I could not even have imagined back in 2011. I knew that was just kind of a hope and dream that I had. I created Blue Palette Art Studio because I wanted to share what I've learned, and I wanted to find a way to encourage other artists to move forward in their career or just you know in their hobby. What I really want is for you to feel more like the artist that you are, because that is what it's all about, really that you feel like an artist. 
And all that creative anxiety, it's, it's just a hurdle. It's just a block. It doesn't have to be something that stops you from moving forward. I have three steps that you can incorporate into your life that will help you conquer your own creative anxiety. So number one, first step is acknowledge that you have it. Creative anxiety is a real thing. It's not something that you have imagined. Maybe you didn't even realize your lack of faith in yourself creatively has got a name. Once you acknowledge and become more aware of an issue, you can start to solve it, right? Successful artists all have creative anxiety. And I want you to hear that one more time. Successful artists all have creative anxiety. So if you experience creative anxiety, that tells me you have the soul of an artist and you would love to move forward. We all have it. It's part of the process and acknowledging it is the first step in winning the battle. Not too bad, right? That's easy. Just admit you have creative anxiety. I heard somewhere that anxiety is a price we pay for an ability to imagine the future. So anxiety thrives in imagination. So the better your imagination, I'm guessing, the bigger your anxiety. So what a double-edged sword, right? You have this wonderful, marvelous imagination and you want to get it onto canvas, onto paper, whatever your medium is. But because you have such a good imagination, you can imagine all the what-ifs. What if this doesn't work out? What if it makes me feel bad that it doesn't work out? What if people don't like it? What if they tell me they don't like it? So you see that that's all connected. Because you have such a great imagination, that makes your anxiety a little bit stronger and heavier in your life. So step one is acknowledging that you have creative anxiety and that's what your problem is so that you can start to solve it. So step number two in getting rid of and conquering your creative anxiety is to set small goals because it's one thing to know you have a problem but you need to take some steps, possibly push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit to move forward. And I can promise you all these things that, just like anything, will feel hard in the beginning, maybe a little awkward, but the more often you follow through on these steps, the easier it will be. So I want to discuss a little bit talent versus hard work. So this is involved in setting your goals. I talk about this a lot. Talent is a real thing. Absolutely. You can be born, I believe, with an ease to do certain things. But it's not the only thing. Hard work is going to win over talent every single time. I promise you. So you have to set yourself some kind of goal in order to get to move forward and to get the work done. So you need to be creating in order to get better at your art. That's the way it is. And you need to look at nothing is ever a waste of time. Even if you start a drawing, a painting, and you're it's not working out right, that is not a waste of time. It is not a waste of supplies. Because in that process, you're learning and going forward. 
So whether or not it works out, whatever that may mean to you, that is not wasted time. Because the next time you start, what did you learn from that other time? You may have learned what not to do, what you like, all those steps. And if you don't actually do it, you're, you're never going to move forward and never going to learn. So I think we should really have more anxiety about not doing anything versus doing something and having it not work out, whatever that is to you. So I want you to set a small goal. Back in 2011, when I started thinking, how could I um, ease through my own creative anxiety? I decided to set a goal of a drawing a day for 10 days. So no matter what, hell or high water, that day I would do some sort of drawing. And it didn't, didn't have to be something miraculous, amazing, but it, in my mind, it was defined as a one page, like eight by 10, fully completed drawing. So there were definitely days in those 10 days that I had to squeeze it in at the last minute. And it was a little smaller of a sketch. I think one day I did a little drawing of a little crow, but I did it. I did the drawing a day for 10 days. Now, because I know myself, and if I set a goal without some kind of accountability, I'm probably not going to do it. So what I did, and you know, back in 2011, all of us were just a couple years into social media, but I posted on my social media that I was going to do this drawing a day for 10 days, and I was going to post it. So not only did I have to get that drawing done, but I had to share it. And many people that I had on my friend list, they didn't even know I was an artist or that I had any inklings that way. But I kind of asked everybody, you know, let me know what you think about it. Um, I could use the encouragement, things like that. And if you put that out there, I think people, all our friends really, they're going to be uplifting to you. They're going to show you some support. Even if you just get a little handful of likes, or maybe somebody says, good job, whatever that is, that can be enough to really fuel you on. It shouldn't be the only reason that you're creating, but something like that, that accountability is going to help spur you on. Because I knew if I didn't create that drawing for that particular day on day eight, or whatever day it was, somebody was going to say, hey, where did it go? And I had put it out there that I was going to do this thing, this drawing a day for 10 days. So I, I had to do it. I was, I made myself accountable. So that can look like a lot of different things. Maybe you have a friend that you're going to share your work with just via text, something like that. Somebody who is very supportive to you, somebody that you can trust. So you need to find a way to get yourself to just do it. Set a goal, make it be a small goal, but you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone and know that this is furthering your creativity and artistic experience. It is not waste of time. So we've com- covered number one, acknowledging that you have creative anxiety. Number two, setting a small daily a goal that you have to hold yourself accountable to. And finally, number three, the third step on learning how to practice overcoming your creative anxiety is to work on that self-talk artist. 
things. I hear this in the studio. Oh, I'm just not good enough. Oh, she's better than I am at that. Oh, he has more ideas than I do. All those little things. How about you know, any kind of self-help talk is going to help you in this instance. And if you learn how to work on that inside yourself, it is going to be a huge leap. I may not be where I want to be in my art right now, but I'm learning and I'm going to get there. My ideas are as valuable as anyone else. Things like that, that you may really have to dig deep and work on. But when you catch yourself just at the start of those negative talk, that negative self-talk, stop it right away and think, how can I flip that? How can I flip that into a more creative, positive statement? Fully knowing that you are not alone in your insecurities. We all have it. And it's you can find this in so many areas of our lives, right? Whether your work or professional many areas of our life, we can be guilty of the negative self-talk. And it's the same in being an artist and wanting to be more creative. You deserve to make art as much as anyone else. Would you not tell that to a friend of yours or family member who said, I really want to do this, but I just don't think I'm good enough? What would you say to them? You would say, hell yeah, you can do it. Get in there, get on that horse, do it. Say those things to yourself. Encourage yourself. And I know it's not easy. Anyone can make art. This really is true. Just the act of you making the art makes you an artist. Quality will come, and a higher level of your artwork will come. But if you want to be an artist, just the fact of creating something, you're an artist. It really is that simple. And we have to learn to accept that and believe that a lot more. You should not deny yourself that joy of creating. You deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. Know that you are doing something hard. You know, try to remind yourself that your work is unique. It may appeal to a special group of people, and it's just as unique as anything else out there. So work on that positive self-talk. Start to believe. Call yourself an artist. Even if you just have these small starts of ideas, you are an artist. If you're a hobbyist and you would like to take it a little further, you're an artist. You crochet, you knit, you work in fiber arts, and you just kind of tend to do it on the side, but maybe you would like to start making some money at that. You are an artist. If you have that little spark in you that wants to create, you're an artist. We all have that ability. Don't worry so much about it. It is a growing thing. It will grow and evolve all throughout your life. Just take that first step and start. If you'd like to take it further, I tell everyone, sign up for a class at Blue. You might get encouraged and it might spark something in you to do more. That is a lot of what I do. I I'm seeing it so many times and I am trained in how to kind of pull on your insecurities and help you take that step forward. We walk you through projects step by step. Your hand is held the whole way. And that could be the thing that really gets you moving forward. I've also seen that happen a lot in the studio. People take a few classes and now they're painting on their own. Now they're doing things that they never thought that they could do just because they did have that little push. That was their step in setting a goal, was signing up for a class that maybe made them a little bit nervous. They wanted to try it, they wanted to do it, but they had a little fear. 
If that's you, sign up for a class. Another thing I offer is private coaching via Messenger. Um, I have a daily package, a once a week package, and a once a month package. And that's available to you. You can have me um, coach you through your own artwork and your own process that is tailored to you and whatever you would like that to be. If that's something that you are interested in and you'd really like to dive deeper into getting over your creative anxiety, um, I'd be very willing to help you on that on a personal level. Just send me a message or email at bluepelletart at gmail.com. But also know that this is available all to you free in these episodes, and they will there'll be many more to come on this subject matter. So I believe in you. I know you have it in you. You are an artist. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to follow Blue Palette on Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach me at blue, B-L-E-U, palettart at gmail.com. You have been listening to Baggers Blues by the one and only legendary Hollow Bill.